Welcome back, wrestling fans, to the Mount Rushmore Wrestling Podcast. This is episode 67 or 68, I believe. Uh, we are here on this Monday, uh, this fine Monday before Monday Night Raw, as usual. And um, we are back today with a few different things. We have a little uh, uh, kind of just something that has been spur of the moment for me, but something I've been thinking about, talking about championships and who should dethrone who for all the championships currently in wrestling. Well, at least WWE and AEW. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about probably a little bit of a preview for Raw tonight. And uh, But first, gentlemen, how are we doing on this fine Monday evening? Doing uh, very good. You know, there hasn't been much going on lately as far as newsworthy things. Um, I think SmackDown on Friday was very good. I'm glad they, you know, have two GMs now. I think there's some sort of direction headed there. Um, but I'm excited for, you know, the next month because we have like, you know, four pay-per-views coming up over the next month. So I can't wait. So we're doing good on this Monday. Yeah, doing pretty well. Um, it's nice to see that WWE is honestly really focused heavy on storylines. And uh, thanks to Triple H on that part because it's really good to see because obviously we saw what he did with NXT. It's really cool for him to implement that into the main roster. Um, and very excited to see um, how this championship pick goes with um, you know our current champions. Um, and I have the on this day today. So on this day, there was not like a huge like amount of things, but... Uh, today is October 23rd. First, I want to say rest in peace to Yokozuna. Uh, he passed away in 2000. He was 34 years old. Um, and happy birthday to Carmella today. Um, 1987. How old is she? I can't. I don't know how old she is. 36? 36? Yeah, about 36. Uh, so happy birthday to Carmella. Um, also, the 700th episode of Air uh, of Raw aired... In 2006, the main event, does anyone want to guess the main event, the two guys in the main event? It was a singles match. It was a singles match? 2006. What? what, what 2006? What was We're going by year. This is a Monday Night Raw. Then the 700th episode of Monday Night Raw aired on this day. Championship match so 2006. If we're talking year, that's 2006. <laughs> exactly. That's in October, which is near Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say Cena and Edge. Ooh, good guess. No. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Cena Umaga. Ooh. Oh, wait, no, that was 2007. That was, that was he feuded around. I'm going to say... Actually, no, let me take that back. I'm going to go... I'm going to go Cena Triple H. Sean, you had one of the guys. It was actually Randy Orton pinning Triple H in the main event. Ah. Uh. 2006. Uh, there was also a TNA Bound for Glory 2005. Um, Rhino went on to the main event after winning a 10-man gauntlet match to face Jeff Jarrett for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Rhino and Jeff Jarrett in the main event? That was the main event. And in just under six Jeez. minutes, Rhino won the NWA World <laughs> Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> Wow. Bound for glory. 05. I thought 05 was a good year for TNA. I thought it was too until I saw that. Um, 2004. Yeah, it's going to take a hit. It looks like at an indie show, CM Punk defeated AJ Styles to win the IWA Mid South Heavyweight Championship in Highland, Indiana. Yeah, so interesting day on this day. October 23rd. <laughs> so, um, in terms of news, what we can talk about, Chris, I know you mentioned SmackDown. Uh, Nick Aldis firmly planted now as the general manager of SmackDown. Um, and we are going to have that dynamic of two general managers, which I think we're all in agreement that we're all pretty excited for. Um, and I think Nick Aldis will be really, really good in terms of being that counterpart to, to Pierce. And I, I'll be honest with you, I think all of us on the panel, at least I'll say for myself, I think we all like Adam Pierce. So I think we'll see uh, kind of what happens, but. Um, anything else in terms of news you guys want to mention? There's really not much going on right now in terms of like outside the lines news. I know there was some news about, um, the current plans for the war games match for the women. Uh, that's been thrown around a bit and we've talked a lot about war games. And on Friday, uh, Nick Aldis did say, or Pierce said, uh, let the games begin. So I'm guessing they're building towards the war games match. 
uh, for the men and the women, but we'll see. Obviously, we're still a little bit away from Survivor Series. Um, but besides that, I don't think there's too much like crazy news. If you guys want to go into, we can uh, just briefly talk about what's going to happen on Raw tonight, and then we can jump into our segment um, and go from there. So the plan for Raw uh, this evening, um, potentially the main event. I don't know if this will be the main event, but uh, we have main event Jey Uso against uh, Damian Priest in a singles match. We have Becky Lynch against Indy Hartwell for the NXT Women's Championship. Drew McIntyre is going up against Sami Zayn in a singles match. Logan Paul is returning to Monday Night Raw. Uh, probably to grab a mic and talk about Rey Mysterio. <laughs> and <laughs> Judgment Day, uh, they're going to have a celebration about being the Tag Team Championships again. Um, and the New Day take on the Alpha Academy. Um, Pretty good. In a tag match. So it doesn't seem like it's going to be a, a bad raw tonight should be pretty decent um thoughts any thoughts i think it's going to be a pretty good raw i mean based off everything i just said i think each match has a little bit of story behind it um i think Sami Zayn and mcintyre is going to be a very good match i think jay and priest is going to be a good match i think that celebration is going to be interesting something's going to happen during that as well so i'm looking forward to raw tonight yeah, McIntyre and Sammy, I think, is going to steal the show tonight because we see Sammy's on the best run of his career right now, and then McIntyre seems like he's got like a second win going because I always love heel Drew McIntyre, and we know how great he is as a wrestler. As far as Judging Day celebration, you know, we could very well see DIY get involved in that. They could be maybe number one contender, so who knows what happens there, but I think there will be some foul play in that celebration, definitely. And I think Gable and I, I think Alpha Academy and New Day actually should be a pretty damn good match as well. Um, the other thing I want to mention newsworthy quickly, I guess there was some, uh, tampering cases, uh, with WWE and AEW that I just want to bring to the forefront quickly that there was rumors about this weekend. Uh, the two cases were one was very clear and it was William Regal and William Regal is now back in WWE. Uh, the other one I thought was interesting was actually Swerve who got approached for a hit row reunion soon after he signed his multi-year AEW contract. <laughs> so that's interesting. Um, also, in terms of Survivor Series, there's been a lot of talk about tickets. I guess they're like very close to selling out or have already sold out, and they're trying to put up more seats. I guess there's not as many um, as needed, so I think the, the event is going to be sold out. So WWE keeps on crushing it in terms of that as well. Um, bet on we talk about betting. We we bet like degenerates every weekend, but uh, the source bet online right now the odds on favorites. Does anyone know the odds on favorites for the Royal Rumble matches this year? Two men, two women. I'm gonna say Gunther for the men, for the women. Um, I'm gonna say either Jay Cargill or Liv Morgan. I was Chris? gonna say. I mean, for two men, two women, I would say Gunther and Cody. And then for the women, I'm going to have to go Charlotte and Jade. Oh, I have to say my second men. My second men, I would uh, pick LA Knight. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sean, you redeemed yourself with that second pick. So the men are LA Knight and The Rock as the second betting favorite. Oh, my God. And Even I'm not going to say the fucking And rock. for the women, <laughs> get this, Nia Jax and Raquel Rodriguez are the betting favorites. Oh, my God. <laughs> Listen, I, Armenia I love tickets if that's the case. <laughs> I, love, I love Raquel, but she's not on that superstar level yet to win a Rumble yet. It's too early for her. And then Nia Jax, holy shit. And the last thing of uh, newsworthy, what, and I think we all saw this the past couple of weeks of what's been kind of piling on for WrestleMania, but Wrestling Observer also did note that down the line, WWE has obviously teased matches for Cody and Roman, Rhea and Becky, Jimmy and Jay, and Charlotte and Jade Cargill. Uh, we've seen these kind of going on. So it, it'll, they said they don't know what shows, but obviously uh, we'll see what happens. Um, and that seemed pretty obvious as well. But 
So we're going to switch gears a little bit and we have a different segment today. So today uh, I've tasked the gentleman and I've included myself in this as well. We have all of the current champions in WWE and AEW. We are going to go through and NXT, just to throw that out there. Uh, we are going to go through every champion and say who we want or should dethrone this person. So it doesn't doesn't have to be like when they dethrone. If you want to include all that, that's absolutely fine. Um, and if you want to give some explanation, why, of course. Uh, but we're going to choose everyone to dethrone every champion in WWE and AEW. So this should be very interesting. Uh, I'm sure so we'll have some similarities, but I'm definitely interested uh, in some of these championships. It can go many different ways. Um, so we will kick it off. Um, how do we want to kick it off? Do we want to go to NXT first? Do we want to do WWE first? Yeah, let's get NXT. NXT out of the way. NXT, NXT out of the way for Sean's purposes. All right, let's do the NXT Tag Team Championships first, currently held by the family. Um, who are we? Let's. I'll, I'll just answer mine first, and then we'll go Snake Style again. Uh, I picked, if they're going to stay on the down in NXT, I picked the Creed Brothers. I think uh, they're the most eligible team, and I think that just makes the most sense. Yeah, I also went with the Creeds, actually. I think they're the best tag team in NXT right now. They're the most athletic. They freak size and power. So they should definitely be the guys to take those titles from the family. I actually went a different route. I actually picked Gallus. I picked Joe Coffey and Wolfgang because um, I think in terms of wrestling ability that they're fantastic. I think the Creeds are as well. So I think either one of those teams are definitely qualified. All right, Sean, bring us back. We have the Heritage Cup currently held by Noam Dar. So this one was kind of like my just like bullshit, the close your eyes pick. I picked Trick Williams. And the reason being, you know, he just won the belt um, from Dominic and then lost it like literally days later. So I think that the only thing that should be fair to him is to give him something. And I think a Heritage Cup is like a good start to kind of like regenerate his momentum. So, yeah, I'm going to go Trick Williams for that one. I went with Tyler Bate for this one. Um, I think that that would be a fantastic match between the two. And I think the Heritage Cup is something that uh, Tyler Bate could definitely elevate even more than Noam Dar did. I think he's just fantastic in the ring. So I went with Tyler Bate for that. For me, I picked Axiom because I think Axiom is someone that is very good in the ring, but has like he's only had good matches. And I honestly can't remember how many that he's actually won. So for him to win a match and be featured here, I think that would be really cool. I also think with his high-flying ability, the matches would be um, a bit more entertaining. Not to say the Heritage Cup matches are bad, but there is that stoppage. But with him, I think that mitigates it a bit, so I wanted to see that. Uh, the next is the North American Championship held by Dominic Mysterio. I actually had Tyler Bate for this one. Uh Tyler Bate, for me, I would love to see him get him a big push. And to beat Dominic, I think that would be huge. I'm not saying this is going to be anytime soon, but Tyler Bate is the person that I would choose, specifically because in NXT UK, he was the world champion before. Um, and I think to get him back to an elevated position to eventually be a world champion in NXT, I think this is a good start. So I would have him for the North American Championship. I uh, I actually went Joey Gacy here. I Ooh, think that that would be a great feud because he's such a dark character as well. Uh, I think him feuding with Judgment Day would do a lot for him. And mm -hmm. I think him taking the North American Championship, I think that would be his first singles championship in NXT as well, which would be very cool. So I went with Joey Gacy for that. That's a great pick, I'll be honest with you. That's <laughs> a good one. I actually win um, Dragon Lee because him and Dominic mm -hmm. had an excellent first match together, and I would love to see Dragon Lee actually get redemption back and win the belt back from Dominic and um, you know start continuing feuds over in NXT. Even though technically right now he's on the main roster, but the way they do things, how they kind of just like flip-flop back and forth, um, I think it's justified for either one of those guys to just do that. All right, Sean, Becky Lynch, NXT Women's Championship. So this one was a little tricky because of the fact that uh, look at the NXT women's roster. There's not a lot of star power that can really match Becky Lynch or come close. But 
Outside of Tiffy Stratton, who just lost twice, I had to exclude her from this list. But I'm actually going Cora Jade because um, when she she has been on a hiatus for a while due to like what procedure, like injury, whatever the case may be. I think she has potential to be like a very high like. I'm trying to think, like, they say Sasha Banks worthy. I'm not going to go that far, but I think she definitely has that if factor in terms of, like, promo and, like, that demeanor about her. And I do think her wrestling will improve, so I think she'd be the perfect fit. And then you get Becky Lynch back in the main roster full-time and then just set up feuds going forward. And then Corey Jake can just continue to, like, feud with, like, you know, maybe the Roxanne Perez's, the Gigi Dolans of the world. So, yeah, Corey Jade. I'm going with a bias pick here, Gigi Dolan. <laughs> um, <laughs> And no, it's not because they both have red hair. I think when I first saw Gigi Dolan wrestle, she reminded me of a younger Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch always seemed like an outcast to me when the four horsewomen first broke into WWE, even though Bailey was the last one. She just always seemed like an outcast. She never kind of like really fit in until she really found herself. And I think Gigi Dolan could be in the same boat here. I think she has a lot of potential. I think she is good in the ring and good on the mic. So I went with her. Uh, everything that Chris said, I will also be biased. I also had Gigi Dolan. <laughs> um, again, not just because they both have red hair, but I do see a lot of Becky Lynch in Gigi Dolan. And I think that her character is good enough to be an NXT world champion. I don't necessarily know if she's as good as a wrestler or as a Roxanne Perez or someone else, but... I think that she could be elevated with a title. And if she, I think she would be well as a face, but I also think she'd be really good as a heel champion. Um, so I went with uh, Gigi Dolan there. Um, NXT champion Ilya Dragunov. I don't, I think Dragunov's going to have a decently long reign here. And the one with story and the one that makes sense for me, and I think that's the way they're probably going to go eventually because I don't know if he'll get called up. I have Trick Williams here. Uh, I just think that they saw what they had with him with the North American Championship winning that, and I also think that he's been extremely over with the NXT crowd recently. And if Melo does get called up, whether it's with Trick or without him, it seems like they're going to feud right now together. And that's what they're planning, at least, I think. So I would see Trick Williams be beating Dragunov for the championship. Uh, whether that happens or not, I don't know, but that I think for me would be, make the most sense and probably what I would want to see. I also went with Trick Williams on this one. I think all roads lead to that match and him taking that championship from Dragunov. Um, and I could see it maybe stand and deliver mm -hmm. maybe a little bit before that. If they do want to do Trick versus Mello for the championship as well, they could do that at stand and deliver. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's many routes they can go here, but Trick makes the most sense to be the guy especially if Dragunov's getting called up at some point next year. I think he's going to hold the title for a decent amount of time, though. Uh, but I think Trick has a hell of a lot of potential. Um, he's crazy athletic. He's big. He's good on the mic. The fans love him. I think he's the guy to do it. So this is the one I actually picked Tyler Beat um, oh, for in nice. this one. Because I, I think that match would be an absolute classic because mm -hmm. they're very stylistically like similar in terms of like their pace and like what they do. Um, so that one maybe doesn't make sense storyline wise, but I think overall like you can get a story like developed into play. But I think the match quality would just be an absolute banger. Uh, Tyler Bay, I would love to see him be a world champion. Um, okay, let's go on to WWE now. Let's do. Uh... <sighs> let's do the women's tag team champions currently Chelsea Green and Piper Niven. Sean, start us off here. So this one, I picked a tag team that has not been utilized very much at all recently, and I don't know why, but I think now that Triple H is under control, we're going to see a lot of them now. I picked Katana Chance and Katie Carter um, because of the fact that, one, they're athletic as hell, they're, and that's what I love to see, like women who can actually wrestle and like put on classic after classic. And um, I remember they were feuding with Ronda and Shayna in, like, the first match on Raw. And they gave them a solid 10 minutes, and we saw what they could do on the main roster. So if Triple H just keeps pushing them to the forefront, I think they would do a really good job, um, you know, with those tag titles. I went with a team that I don't know if they are a team. I don't know if they ever will be a team. <laughs> but I think there's potential there. I went with Candice and Indy. 
Oh, that's um, a good one, yeah. You know, if they're going to form some sort of faction with DIY, I think that would be very cool. Maybe get Dexter in the mix. Uh, so I think that that would be very cool if they could build a faction there around those people and give Candice and Indy some tag team championships. I think they could do a decent amount with those titles as well. So that's that's where I went. That's a good choice. I actually followed Sean's suit, and I picked Caden uh, Carter and Katana Chance. Uh, I think they're an excellent face team, and if they get more time in the ring, that's all you need to see really on TV. I think they'll get people behind them because I think they are very good. Downside, obviously, they're a little bit of a smaller team, so they won't show as much dominance over the division. Um, but I think you still need those people to be champion. So I think it would be a good, you know, freshening way. One thing I will say, though, I will say it quickly and I'll, I'll say it a lot. Um, Chelsea Green is absolute money. And she is someone <laughs> that if there was a mid-card champion... And if they keep building her up, honestly, I would love to see her be a world champion because I think, and th- and listen, Carmella was a world champion. I think she's the better version of Carmella. That's just my opinion, but and I think she's a little bit more skilled wrestling. Um, but ah, she's just so fucking good, man. And I I think that what really hurt her was losing Sonya because uh, I actually thought they were a pretty decent team together, and Sonya was kind of coming into her own as well. Um, it seems like those titles have been cursed in terms of injuries, but uh, yeah, I went with the face team there. Uh, next, we have the undisputed tag team championships. The Judgment Day holds those. Damian Priest, Finn Balor. I have two answers here because my hope is that they're splitting the championships uh, back into two belts, one for each show. So I have DIY and the Street Profits to take one of those titles away from each show. So Street Profits for SmackDown and DIY for Raw. Um, Do I think they're going to split them? I'm really not sure at the moment. But if I was splitting them, yes. I would have them lose them to DIY first and then maybe keep the other tag team titles for a little while longer and then defend them on SmackDown um, and lose to eventually the feuding. Uh, factions of the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley. So that's where I'm going with that. So I had DIY and the Street Profits. First of all, um, I've been waiting for this DIY reunion for a long ass time. So I'm ready to strap the, the titles to them and strap the rocket to their back. So that's that's kind of where I'm at with that. I went with um, DIY as well. Just one pick. Uh, but it goes based off what I just said about the women's tag team championships as well. I think a faction with those would be fantastic. All of them holding the tag team championships. Like you said, we've been waiting for this DIY reunion for a long time now. Uh, so it's about damn time they did that. And what better way than to have them dethrone one of the best factions that we've seen in a very long time. What an impact that would be for them. So I have DIY for that one. Make that a three-peat. I also got DIY. Um, yeah, pretty much the best thing that they can do right now is, one, I love the reunion. And second of all, this is a perfect opportunity to give Johnny Gargano something like relevant because I do think they like messed him up for a few months when he did return before the injury. So this is a perfect opportunity to like right that wrong and then give them the belts and then give them at least a year minimum with those uh, championships and just go through – Jump SmackDown, Raw, NXT, do whatever you want, and then just put on classic after classic against whoever tag team because WWE is developing more tag teams now, which I really appreciate because now we get to see the relevancy of the titles for both the men and the women's division. So DIY, because um, that reunion is just going to be absolutely electric. And the turn will be electric at the end when Champa turns <laughs> on. <laughs> yes, um, for sure. Okay, Sean, back to you. We'll go to the United States champion, Rey Mysterio. So this one is actually going to be the person who he's actually currently going to be facing, and that is Logan Paul. I think it's a perfect fit for long-term booking for Rey Mysterio because how I think it's going to play out, I told you guys before, um, I think Escobar gets involved in that and costs Rey Mysterio that match. So that's going to develop the long-term booking with Rey Mysterio and um, Santos, which you're probably going to get at WrestleMania. And if Logan doesn't have anything else going on, because obviously he just boxed Dylan Dennis, so if he has a lot of free time on his plate, that gives him a decent amount of time. It doesn't have to be a long title. We give him a couple months with the U.S. title, and then he can just drop it to whoever. But I do want to see Logan Paul as a champion because I think he's earned that right. Even though he hasn't like 
quote unquote been around for a while, but he's proven enough that he belongs here. And every match he's been on has just been an absolute like banger. So Logan Paul. So I went with someone who I've said I've wanted this for a long time now. And I don't think it should have been a one-off. I'm going with Dom. Mm. Uh, I don't think, I think that they should have continued that feud or should come back to it at some point because I don't see how you have a a one-off, have Dom lose, and then you don't really come back to it. So I've always thought what better way than to have Dominic win his first ever main roster championship, uh, singles championship than from his dad. And I think that you could put a stipulation in there of some sort. Um, do I see that happening? No, but I, I would love if they came back to that at some point and they went with Dominic, have him lose the North American championship and then actually win a main roster championship. Um, could be his retirement match, honestly. Right. right. Yeah, so, it would be, it would be hair versus mask and right. the title. That'd be wild. That, that would be wild. So that's where I went. I went with Dominic. Uh, so for me, I, like Sean, I think this is the clear cut answer, and I think it's what's going to happen. It's Logan Paul, and I think the time is now. The reason I'm so confident in saying this is because I think this is how it's going to play out. Logan Paul will win the championship, and LA Knight will be losing this match at Crown Jewel. And I think you are going to build Logan Paul versus LA Knight for WrestleMania. I think it's just the most logical match uh, that there is. And if it's not, listen, so be it. And LA Knight could go a different route. He could win the Rumble and challenge Seth Rollins and beat Seth Rollins because there's no way he's against Roman. Uh, it'll be very... The, the fallout of LA Knight losing this match at Crown Jewel is going to be the most interesting thing for how they push him and how they keep him hot while he loses. I think that's the biggest thing out of this Crown Jewel that we're going to see what happens. But I have Logan Paul here, and I, I personally am going to love to see him champion to be quite frank, which I never fucking thought I would say that. So uh, I have no problem eating my words there. The next is the WWE Women's Championship, currently held by EO Sky. This one was interesting for me. I thought about a couple people. But what I ended on was Dakota Kai. Um, If, I think there's a big if. Because I think Charlotte could be taking this championship very soon. <laughs> and we're, the reason I did not pick Charlotte is because I don't think Charlotte and Jade needs to be for a title if that's your match at WrestleMania. Um, I also think that if it's Charlotte-Bianca, then Charlotte's probably going to take the title and Bianca will be challenging for the title. Um, so I don't know what they're going to... I think that whole women's triangle... I think the Raw match for WrestleMania is set between Becky and Rhea. I think that's where they want to get to. I think the SmackDown one is a lot harder to kind of predict and plan. But if I was them, and if you're riding the damage control split until WrestleMania, you have a triple threat match, and I would put Dakota Kai over both Bailey and Io to give a big moment to someone that's not had a big moment yet. <laughs> Bailey's been a champion. I feel bad for Bailey because... She seems to get the short end of the stick, but I think it would just be a huge moment for Dakota, and uh, I think she would be a great face champion, to be fair. I actually went with Bailey for the exact reason you just said. She gets the short end of the stick most of the time. Now, I would, I would prefer, I think I would prefer to see Dakota Kai go over something new, something fresh. Uh, but she's still so young that I think she's got a lot of time left. And, That's fair. you know, Bailey, she's paid her dues. I, I mean, I think she's had pretty much one big WrestleMania moment uh, when she won the Fatal 4-Way at 33. Yep. Other than that, I can't really think of anything that she's done. Um, so I would have Bailey take year if you ask some people. On yeah, here. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would go with Bailey for those reasons. So I actually went a different route. I actually went Bianca Belair for this one. And here's how I think it's going to play out if they do it the way I would book it. I would have you split damage control up. You cost EO um, the match where you do it together. They can have Bailey and Dakota Kai screw her out of it. They can have a separate um, like triple threat at WrestleMania for no title. But then you have Bianca Belair coming out as a heel for the championship. And that's when you book her and uh, face um, Jay Cargill. So that's the route that I would go for that one. Interesting. You think Jade would be a face? That's going to be interesting to actually find out, to be honest. 
Yeah, well, just just at least for my preference, because I am not a big fan of Bianca as a face. That's I like fair. her more as a heel. Yeah. Uh, okay, the Intercontinental Championship, Gunther. Sean, to you. I'm going to go Sami Zayn here because I was looking through the roster. I'm looking at like potential credible people that have an opportunity that are actually like worthy of beating Gunther. And I think Sami Zayn is a perfect opponent because of the fact, one, he's a face going up against a heel Gunther. Even though Gunther right now, the way he's getting like with the crowd, he's like leaning towards a face because like the appreciation from the crowd. But I'm booking him as a heel still. And I'm looking at potential faces that are credible. And Sami Zayn is like the one that just sticks out immediately to me. Uh, he's doing some of his best work right now. And I am really appreciating what he's going to do on his singles run now that Kevin Owens is now over to SmackDown. So I think that would be an absolute interesting booking. So I went with someone who I think is going to make a, an impact very soon. I went with Braun Breaker. Um, I think that he's done absolutely everything he possibly can in NXT. And... I mean, at this point, he just took a loss to Baron Corbin. What is that doing for Braun Breaker? I don't know. I think he's main, uh, main roster ready, and I think he's a guy that you can put in a feud with Gunther, have a very good match, and take that championship away the first match that they have. Uh, so I'm, I'm going with Braun Breaker for that one. Very good picks, both of you, and great explanation. I like both of them. I like both of those picks. Uh, I went with something that, We've already seen, but I just think that if you don't give it to him, I just don't see what all the point was. It's got to be Chad Gable for me. I think to the next couple months, maybe you keep him away from the championship and maybe it happens, or even if it happens the next month at Survivor Series or Rumble. I just want to get Chad Gable his moment because I, if he doesn't get it right now, I don't know if he's going to get it because it seems like he's back in a tag team and they're just going to do the tag team thing again. I hope it's just for this month, they just keep him away from the championships and somehow he gets back into that IC picture. Um, I do love Sami Zayn as my second option. I was thinking about putting Sami's name here because I think both Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will actually have very good singles runs now that they're on different shows. Um, and this could be Sami's, like, Besides with the bloodline, I think it could be one of his best because he hasn't had like many singles arcs that have been like really, really good. So I think now that the crowd is still behind him, I think this would be an awesome opportunity to get him some gold as well. And he's been Intercontinental Champion, but he was a heel back then. He had some good matches, but it was just different. Um, yeah. Next ma next person I have is the Women's World Championship, Rhea Ripley. Uh, this one for me is going to be the WrestleMania match, and I don't even know if it's going to happen at WrestleMania, but I have Becky Lynch. Uh, I think there's potential Rhea could win the WrestleMania match, and they go two or three matches with each other going out of WrestleMania. You have another one at Backlash, and you have one more. Um, I think that's how good that feud will be. I have Becky Lynch as the clear and obvious choice for me here. Yeah, uh, Becky Lynch for me as well. I mean, she's beaten everybody at this point. So, you know, what's stopping her from beating Rhea Ripley as well? And I think that would be a fantastic match. I don't know if it would be better than the Charlotte match this year that we saw. I think it has potential, but I just think Charlotte's a little bit better than, than Becky Lynch in ring-wise. Uh, but, I mean, you can see they're planting the seeds for this already, mm -hmm. you know, with the backstage run-ins, the run-ins out at the ring. I'm very excited for this, and I think Becky Lynch is the clear-cut, you know, choice to beat uh, Rhea Ripley, whether it's at WrestleMania or not. I do think WrestleMania should be the spot for it, personally, uh, because you know Becky did take a loss last year That's at true. WrestleMania. Uh, well, not last year; she won the six six women tag match, but last year the singles match she lost to Bianca. Yeah. Um, Bianca, yeah. You know, she wasn't at WrestleMania 37. She had to re relinquish the title after the COVID year. Yeah. So beat, beat Shayna at 36 and then the triple right. threat um, for the. So, yeah, I mean, Charlotte I think Ron. that this is a big moment for both of them. I really do. And I think that Becky should come out on top, even though she's already a made woman and Rhea's a little bit younger. I think Becky should do it. 
Yeah, this one, I feel like there's only just one undisputed answer, and it's Becky Lynch. There's only one credible woman on that Raw roster, and it's Becky. And I do agree, Chris, that uh, Charlotte is a better wrestler than Becky, so I don't think it's going to be able to top what they did at 39. But I'll say this, though. The storyline is going to be, story be so much better than Charlotte. Yeah. Leagues better than what that was. So I'm excited for this. I can't wait. They're already starting their feuds early, like we talked about before, which is the right route that they should do. I don't mind them going too early because earlier the better. I'd rather have it too early than wait three, four weeks in advance, last minute. So I'm pumped for this. And one. they're doing a lot of Triple H, I think, is learning from like what him and Batista did. It's not like they're full fledging going into a feud, but they are giving us a little bit here, a little bit there. Just to know that we're thinking, you should be thinking about it, which I really appreciate. Because then, once we're like six, seven weeks out, then we can, once we hit Rumble, we can really start talking about what the matches are going to be. But yes, that is what long term booking should be: is you're you're thinking about it six months out from WrestleMania. Uh, so that's that's clutch there because it, it makes you want it now. Everybody yeah, wants exactly. everything. That's now. all I want. We don't want to <laughs> wait for anything, and Triple H loves making us wait for things. That's very true. Yes. Very true. If it were Vince, he'd be doing it tonight on Raw. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also very true. <laughs> he'd have title for title on Raw, have it end in a double DQ, <laughs> call it a day. It's such good shit, yeah, pal. Jesus. All right, we have the last two as the world champions. So we have World Heavyweight Championship, Seth Rollins. This one, I am going to go uh, the man who is going to be returning very, who knows any given moment. I'm going to go Randy oh, right wow. here. Yeah, so I would love to see him jump right back into that title picture and beat Seth Rollins for the belt. And then just go on and like feud. Now, there's going to be a lot of feuds going forward. I do want to see him and Cody at some point, but mm-hmm. I think that's going to be, they're going to be off radar for a little bit, which we'll get into afterwards. But I want to see like Randy Orton not take any tune-ups, not into any pointless mid-card belts. I want him to go straight for the throat and go right for Seth Rollins. That's what I want to see. I have LA Knight. Um, I I don't think that's going to happen either, unfortunately. So this is a heart pick over a head pick here. Uh, but I just think that guy's so over right now. And unfortunately, I don't see him beating Roman Reigns, so I couldn't put him over Roman. Uh, but he could definitely beat Seth Rollins in a world championship match, whether it's at a Rumble, at a Mania. I don't know where it could be, but he's so over right now. He deserves a championship. I would love to see him holding that championship on Raw Weekly. Um, I think he could do a lot for the Raw brand as well. I think SmackDown, when Roman's there, SmackDown is easily the A show, and it's very stacked, I think. Um, so having you know a face like LA Knight on Monday Night Raw, I think would help them a lot as well. We have three different answers. I almost picked LA Knight. I almost picked Gunther. Want to know who I picked? I picked CM Punk for this question. I was very close. Wow. I was CM close. CM Punk. Wow. I think he was on my radar though. I did have him on my potential list. I think CM list. Punk could be returning, and if it's not at Survivor Series, it's going to be shortly thereafter. Um, and I think the logical match with the logical story that already has a ton of heat is Seth Rollins. Uh, so that's the one I went with. I, I don't know why I picked him over LA Knight or Gunther. The way I see it is these other guys do have time. LA Knight was a very close second for me. Gunther, I think has time and you can build him to be a world champion still. Uh, it'll be very interesting. I do. I think CM Punk is going to be the choice. No, I do not. I don't even know if he's going to be back with the company, but, uh, very interesting answers for that. Let's switch gears. Let's go over to AEW. So we will start. Let's get out of our... Oh, we got one. We got one more, Jeremy. We oh, Jesus. I'm, I'm skipping Universal. the biggest title. That's um, disrespect to Jesus tribal Christ. Jeremy tried to slip that under the Paul Roman Reigns. So we have the WWE Universal World Heavyweight Champion, Roman Reigns. Uh, for me, this is an easy one. It's the one I've wanted since last year. It's Cody Rhodes. It's one they just teased. Um, I think there there is no explanation needed. I think this will be... Everyone that says the moment won't be as big because it's predictable, sure, you can say that all you want. But what I will say to this is, all of the Cody fans will think otherwise. It'll be a huge moment. 
a moment that will also be a year-long storyline, a year a year and four weeks uh, long storyline like they had last year. They only had four weeks to build up that story. Uh, but now we have a whole year behind you. So for me, it's just that long-term story, and it just makes it all the sweeter. And if I have to deal with another Cody loss to Roman at WrestleMania 40, man, it'll be brutal. I thought last year was bad. It will be brutal this year. Yeah, you know, this was an easy pick. Obviously, long-term booking, everything. I think Jimmy Uso makes the most sense here. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Just kidding. I think Cody Rhodes makes the most sense here. Uh, and I think he's going to do it at WrestleMania 40. He's going to finish the story per se. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it makes the most sense. We've heard they're planning the seats for this one as well. Yeah. Um, if Tribal Chief comes out on top, I'll still take it because I'm a Roman fan, but Cody you should be the take guy. Take it all the some way point. to fucking Hulk Hogan for five years because <laughs> that's where he's going. <laughs> Cody, yeah, Cody should be the yeah. guy at some point. So Cody Rhodes, not Jimmy Uso. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you guys. There's only one right answer for this one. Long term booker wise, the Cody's the man for the job to to throw Roman Reigns, and I think that's where we're headed right now. Um, I think. At this point, the like the gaps narrowing more towards. I think all the majority is going to Roman and Cody too, rather than Rock and Roman, just because of the fact that just the reports that are out there. I, I think that's the right route at this point because if Rock is like not determined or made a decision, then you know you got to go for the guy that's currently on the full time roster that's going to be there as a definite. So Cody's definitely the guy to do it, and then there's going to be a lot of feuds waiting for Cody Rhodes um, oh, once he wins that. Yeah. So they're very excited for that when he has his moment, if he has his moment. <laughs> Everyone hold your breath till WrestleMania, baby. Um, okay, we will sh- now shift gears to AEW. Um, AEW, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We have eight championships. We did not include any of the ROH championships. Uh, we're doing strictly AEW. We do have the FTW champion on here. Uh, but first, we will start with the TBS Championship, currently held by Chris Statlander. Uh, I will start. I'll start. I just, yeah, I'll start. I have Tony Storm. I think her character is crushing right now. I think she's going to be getting st- a stable and stable mates. Um, and I think she would be great to go for another championship. I think Tony's one of the best in their company. I don't think she has a ton of competition. Um, and I think she would give Statlander the biggest competition probably on their roster currently right now, besides one other person. Yeah, I mean, logically speaking, I think Tony Storm makes the most sense. I didn't go that route, though. Mm. I actually want Britt Baker. Um, and I've said this for a while for her as well. I think that she should be the first person to hold both mm. the TBS and the World Heavyweight for the women's. Um, so, I mean... She's another person who's kind of paid her due. She hasn't had much going on for kind of a long time now either. Okay. So, I mean, insert her into a big storyline, and I think Chris Statlander and her would put on a very good match. So I went with uh, Britt Baker. I went with Jeremy on this one. I also picked Tony Storm because of the character, and I also looked at it because Chris Statlander is also like a very – like she's a larger woman compared to the rest of the roster, and Tony Storm also is not like a small girl. So I kind of picked someone that's like kind of a little similar to her in stature, and I just think that just her, her character and just the superstar and that Tony is because she's one of the like biggest superstars for the women, and I think that match would be absolutely deliver on all like circuits. So I think Tony Storm would be the right fit here. All right, Sean, the AEW Women's World Champion Hikaru Shida. So I actually picked two for this one. So the first one is going to be a shocker. I picked Sky Blue for okay. one of them. The reason being, one, it's a new pick, so you get to see a little bit of diversity amongst it. And I think Sky Blue also is a very gifted wrestler. People don't give her the credit, but I think she improved. Yeah, she's gifted, all right. I, I know we don't have video gifted. that has been out there. She but is gifted. She's gifted on more um, sides than one, for sure. Um, yeah, I think that like her character would definitely do. She's not the best on the mic, but I think that once you become a champion, that's just going to come into play. That's going to become a natural for her. Um, so I got her and then second one is now she's not currently on the AEW roster, but she's my personal favorite. It is Mercedes. I think she needs it. I think the company needs it. They need superstardom. 
Uh, you know, Britt Baker has won championships already. Not to say that she won't win again, but that division is so depleted. They need Mercedes to go in there and just wreak havoc and then go in there and just feud with the Britt Bakers, the Statlanders, the Tony Storms, Ruby Soles. Like, she has a laundry list of opponents for her waiting. And if TK can just continue to, like, invest and actually care about the women's division, sky's the limit because they have the ability. They got the money to invest in. And I think Mercedes would definitely have a – an excellent match against anybody for you know just my sake i went with um jamie hater here i think we're all just waiting for her to come back and take back what's rightfully hers um you know that injury really really hurt her and we've missed out on a lot of good feuds and matches that we could have had with her so she should be the first person that comes back and takes that championship when she's ready i don't know when she is going to be ready probably soon maybe by the end of the year um so yeah i went with jamie hater uh, I am also drinking the Haterade. I have Jamie Hater here winning the championship back that she unfortunately had to lose, which didn't really have a choice to lose. What I will say to Sean's point, if they get back Jamie Hater and they bring in Mercedes, that will be huge. But my question before we go on to the next one, do you think she moves ticket sales? When you say moose tickets, are we talking like a specific amount, like a hundred thousand? Do you think like it, she'll be a big impact in terms of like AEW? Because we, I mean, we've seen the ratings with Edge and the tickets with Edge, and it's not I as mean, much it, as we thought. Be, I mean, being a, being objective, the way they're going, I honestly don't believe you could send anybody. I don't know if Roman Reigns would be able to sell tickets <laughs> over there if you bring him over there. It's the way they're going. I don't know what it is because Edge is an all-time like you talk like box office. Edge is one of the biggest you can yeah. get, and if he's not moving ticket sales. He's obviously a bigger superstar than uh, Mercedes. So, I mean, if I'm going by that logic, I unfortunately have to say no at this point. I think she'll bring in some new heads. But at this point, just the, the rate they're going, it's not going to be many for at the moment. But that's got to change, though, for yeah. sure. Uh, the next one is the Trios Champions, which are uh, the acclaimed and daddy ass currently. For me, I actually chose a heel team. And I chose a team that I really want to see with gold, and it's the Bullet Club gold. I have Juice Robinson and the Guns to win the Trios Champions. Uh, I think this would be fantastic, and I really want to see Bullet Club gold get some fucking gold very soon. So uh, I'm in for them to win the Trios Championships. I have the same exact thing. <laughs> Juice, Juice and the Guns holding Trios Championships while maybe Jay White grabs another belt himself yeah i think that would be very cool i think they're such a cool heel faction right now um i think they do make the most sense to beat the acclaimed as well um so yeah i went i went bullet club gold as well that's a three beat i also have juice in the guns they this was like the easiest one i looked at him like face team the one of the most box office heel teams yeah. juice robinson in the guns right there like what they're doing is absolutely fantastic i think what jay white is doing with the mgf storyline having all the members of bullet club gold um is excellent so i love what they're doing right now and i think honestly if they win there's a lot of potential to have like a good storyline with the elite because i would love to see the elite back in the yeah. picture and you get kenny and uh, you know juice robinson i think that'd be pretty cool so yeah all right sean next for you the aw tag team champions ricky starks and big bill I am going the Lucha Bros here because I think they're long overdue for a championship run. And we saw now storyline wise, it may not be the perfect fit in terms of like, you know, the in-depth roster. But I think in terms of wrestling, they're as great as it possibly can get. I think that match would just is a perfect tag match that you just want in every single pay-per-view for EW. Um, so I'm going Lucha Bros here. I'm going to show them some love. I also went with the Lucha Bros, Sean. I think that's a great pick. Good I choice. think that, that they make the most sense. As well, because like you said, they're long overdue. And like we've seen both of them go off and do singles stuff. Then we see them come back and do tag team stuff for a while. They're so hot and cold with being a tag team that, I mean, I think that the AEW tag division was better when they were champions, when right. they were facing teams like the Young Bucks. Um, so I think that, you know, the tag division for AEW really needs to get back on par with having actual tag teams hold the belts. I agree. So I, I think the yep. Lucha Bros are, are long overdue as well, so I went with them. Uh, I had the Lucha Bros written down, but before this, I actually did change it. 
Um, and I actually have Aussie open when Mark Davis mm. does come back from injury. Uh, I would, re- I really like them as a tag team, and I think they are also very good on the mic. And Flet- Kyle Fletcher, I think, has a very big future uh, in the company and um, just in general. I think he's going to be a singles champion at some point. Um, but I really like them as a tag team. So I would love to see Mark Dave, once he gets healed up, uh, I would love to see them uh, dethrone and become tag champs. I think that's going to be awesome. Uh, next, we have the <laughs> FTW Championship held by Hook. Uh, this one we almost didn't include for obvious reasons, I think, to anyone, because the championship doesn't really mean much. But I picked Claudio. I think Claudio would be an interesting FTW champion. Uh, and I also just want to give Claudio something to do. Uh, he was ROH world champion, but he's also someone that can just have a championship like that and then give it a little bit more relevancy, in my opinion. Uh, but I just kind of threw a shot in the dark here just to pick someone, really. Yeah, I uh, I went with Bastard. I mean, I think this oh. is a guy who's kind of been hit with the injury bug lately. Yeah. Uh, so it's been tough getting him around full time. But like you said, shot in the dark here. I mean, I would love to see him win gold when he comes back as well. I think he could do, I mean, a decent amount with the FTW championship. I know we haven't seen a lot of good championship runs for that title specifically. But um, yeah, I mean, I would love to see Bastard. I'm always a Bastard guy. So huge Bastard guy as well. Yeah, same. For me, I went Sammy Guevara Ooh. here. Um, I think in terms of like stature, like I was doing for the women with Statlander, I got to go for Hook in uh, Sammy Guevara. Like Guevara's not the biggest, but he's also like not like skinny. They're both very athletic dudes. Hook, unfortunately, doesn't really have a character, but I think that that's going to get overshadowed though because of the term, because he is a very good wrestler. And Sammy Guevara now with uh, the Don Callis family, I think that's going to do wonders if he were to take the belt off him and just strengthen that group and faction even farther. I agree. Uh, next, Sean, for you is the TNT champion, Christian. This one, I picked Brian Danielson to uh, be the one to do it. Because Danielson is on his last legs in terms of his career right now. And I do want to see him win at least one championship before he goes out. And I don't see it right now. The timing wise, it wouldn't make sense for him to be the world champion because he's facing, he would have to face um, a baby face in MJF. And I'm not for the face versus face for the world title. So the one that makes sense to me is go up against the biggest heel in the company right now, which is Christian. And I think Christian obviously doing his, some of his best work right now. Danielson still on a top elite level of wrestling ability wise. So I think that match in storyline would be very good. So I actually went uh, with Chris Jericho. Ooh. I don't think that's going to happen either. Storyline wise, it just doesn't match right now. Uh, but I would love to see a heel Chris Jericho versus Christian again at some point. That I mean, we saw it at WrestleMania 20. I think they would have great promo work together. The only reason I'm not saying edge is because I think Christian should go over on edge. I really do. Um, Christian's doing the best work of his career. I think he should beat Edge in a feud right now and then go up against another guy who he formerly faced in WWE and possibly lose to Jericho. So I went with Chris Jericho. Uh, I don't think he's ever held a championship lower than the world championship. I don't think he's ever been TNT champion. In AEW, no. I don't think so. So, I mean, I think... At this point of his AEW run, I think he could use a, a singles championship in AEW other than a world title. Uh, so yeah, I won't. Oh, I think he was. Uh, I think he was Ring of Honor a title well, I think yeah. at one point. We won't so, count that. <laughs> right, right. If, if, if we count yeah. that, well, he would Ring of Honor world title, I guess. So yeah, yeah. Oh, true. So, yeah, true. I think Jericho would be a good fit to beat Christian. So I agree with you that Christian should go over on Edge. I do not think that that will happen. Maybe it'll happen once, but I think Edge goes over on Christian, and he was my pick here. I went with more of the logical approach here, not the necessarily what I want to happen, because I also agree that right now I do think Christian should go over Edge. I think Christian should go over a lot of people still, to be honest, because I I don't think he should lose the title anytime soon. And I think that match is honestly bigger than um for that TNT, but I think that would have to be like a world title match in my opinion. That's why I, I that's, kept that's off fair. That list. That's fair. I do think um, that Sean's pick. I think Brian Danielson. That would be tough to put Christian over him. I think. 
I agree. I agree. Danielson would be tough. Yeah. Um, next, we have the International Championship of Orange Cassidy. For me, this was one that I really hope this happens because it'll bring me a lot of joy in terms of um, someone getting their due. We always talk about someone getting their due. I think this one is Malachi Black. I think this is someone that can instantly go in there, bring that championship, and bring his character to a new new height in AEW. Um, and if down the line, Buddy Matthews and Brody King were to win the tag team championships, and he was a international champion, or if eventually a world champion, um, it just brings relevancy to a group that unfortunately somehow has not been booked well. <laughs> um in, in a group that seemingly has one of the best entrances, one of the best gimmicks for a faction seemingly does not know how to be booked. Uh, and for me, I would love to see him be a singles champion. He's just so fucking good that uh, I just want to see it. So that that's who I went with here. I and think a match would absolutely bang. I was going to say that match would be fantastic. That's, would a, be that's a great pick. And I would love to see the guy that I picked face him maybe after Ooh. this guy wins the championship. <laughs> I went with Swerve. Oh, um, also a good choice. I, I do think that Swerve needs some singles gold as well. Maybe not a, a world championship yet. Um, but I think him taking the international championship from Orange Cassidy and possibly feuding with a guy like Al, uh, Malachi Black or continuing mm. his feud with oh, Hangman Page so for the good. championship. Uh, such good matches that they could come out of this. Mm. Uh, and I'm not... I, I don't think Orange Cassidy should have taken it back right away, but due to some injuries, he did yeah. have to. And unfortunately, I do think it's going to be a very quick run for him right now until they find yep. the right guy. Um, but I would love Swerve to win a championship. Oh, that'd be awesome. Chris, I second everything you just said. I also picked Swerve. I think this is the moment for him. Um, Orange Cassidy needs a perfect heel opponent, that like a good dance partner, and Swerve is that guy right now. We talked about Christian doing some of the best work. Swerve, sure. storyline-wise and in the ring, is doing some of the best work I've seen in a long, long time for anybody, WWE or AEW. This is a perfect moment for him. I would love to see him win it. And then go on. I wouldn't go right back to Heyman just for the sake of if because he beat Heyman the first time. Logic would tell you if they feud again, then Heyman would just take the belt from him immediately. So I would love to see him versus Malachi and get a couple defenses under his belt, and then they could run back uh, the rematch with Heyman. So swerve that match me. would also slap Swerve against Malachi. That'd be a That'd be great, match. great. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, the AEW World Championship, MJF, Sean. So this was a little tricky, but then I narrowed down. I'm like, you know what? I got to really incorporate like long-term booking, and it's got to be Adam Cole here. Um, Adam Cole has been as close as you possibly can get to winning that world championship without actually doing it. Um, you know, they're doing the whole uh, keep your friends close, enemies closer type of deal, and that's the perfect route they should go. And Adam Cole should be the one to finally get it done. And I want him to do it in a heel fashion where he just turns on MJF. And then we see a nice heel champion like we did with MJF prior to the face turn. Um, and I think that would just set up a lot of wonders. I would love to see then Edge um, dethrone um, Adam Cole down the line after that. That would be really cool to see. I think, yeah, so, yep, I'm going to go Adam Cole here. I went with Adam Cole as well. I think it makes the most sense. If he didn't get hurt, I think we could have seen that happen very soon, to be mm -hmm. honest. Uh, now he's going to be out for a little bit. But I think Adam Cole... Like you said, long-term booking. I think this is one of the best stories that they've ever had in AEW. I don't know if it's better than Punk and MJF. I think it's very close to it. Uh, but I would love to see it in heel fashion as well. I would love to see another heel AEW champion. Adam Cole could put on some great matches after that with some other people as well. Um, so I, I don't think right now anybody is as ready as Adam Cole was leading up to this. So I think Adam Cole makes sense. Uh, the easy answer is getting it three for three. Adam Cole is the answer, and this injury does hurt. Um, what I will say, though, it does just play into longer story booking. So if he comes back from injury and MJF hasn't checked up on him or he hasn't been being a best friend like he's supposed to, Adam Cole's getting pissed off, and 
you know, you can always play the angle. Adam Cole came out to cheer on MJF, and that's the reason that he got hurt. Um, there's a lot of different ways you can put this in. They were already on the path of becoming best friends and to be one of the biggest heel turns probably in the companies ever um, with Adam Cole going heel. And I think that that is absolutely the path. I did put in parentheses, heart pick, if Adam Cole is going to be out for way too long, Brian Danielson comes in <laughs> and, there, there it is, and has like a three-month reign and gives it back to MJF <laughs> or Adam Cole, whatever. But I think the only obvious choice is to pick Adam Cole here. And I think, honestly... To be quite frank, it's the most deserving choice because they were doing the best work in the company. And unfortunately, for the second time in a row, that man's gotten extremely unlucky in a situation uh, to get hurt. And I think he's just going to come back and it's going to be, again, it's going to be probably one of the biggest moments in the company's history when he does turn heel on MJF. Um, And he'll probably be close to Christian in terms of the biggest heel in the company, probably bigger than Christian. Um, so I'm very excited for that moment and I'm hoping that it comes, I don't know. My, my intuition says it's probably going to be next year, probably one of the pay-per-views next year, maybe double or nothing, or I was thinking um, maybe revolution, maybe revolution. Yeah. Which is probably February or March. That's March. Uh, do you guys think that when he returns that they're going to go straight for the kill and then him do an immediate heel turn? Or do you think they're just going to like do like a slow burn and kind of let it play I, out? And then it'll me? probably be a little bit. Maybe in the middle when of that. he comes back. Uh, I don't think they're going to do it right away. No way. They got to they got to build something like Jeremy said, whether it's, yeah. you know, you didn't check up on me. I think yeah. we're going to see tension when they, when he comes back. That's for sure. They're already building it. it. They're think, already building tension. Right. And I think Roddy, we really need to get heavily involved in this because I think he's going to be like the key factor in like how they go about the actual like process of the. And I think Kyle O'Reilly will come back with Adam Cole. Yeah, that would be great. I can see that. That'd be cool. If Kyle O'Reilly, if Adam Cole rebuilds Undisputed Era in AEW as the heel champion, that will be fucking great. Yep. Can we get Bobby? Can we get Bobby Fish? He back? probably will probably Bobby try and get back. Bobby Fish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I uh, I'm very excited, and I I do want Adam Cole to have his moment as well because uh, that was just the foregone conclusion, in my opinion. As good as MJF is as a champion, right? He just makes the most sense for what was going on, and some of the best work. His work in NXT was fantastic, and some of his best work, but the team of him and MJF was just so fucking good. Um, mm-hmm. and it just makes that moment when they, the, the, it's like Champa and Gargano. It's like that long-term, they were a team, they were your best buds. And it's just like that freakish turn that you just love to see in wrestling. Um, so for me, it just has to be Adam Cole. What I'm looking forward to is when they actually like get to the whole like process of being completion, when they do the full on package of like the vignettes that oh, they've done man. and incorporate into the full promo, that's gonna be it's the best gonna be part. So good. Both are just so good on the mic. Um it's just something that you just die in to see. So yeah. Absolutely. Well done, gentlemen. That was a good little segment there. Um, so that wraps our episode. We are uh we're gonna come back uh later this week for a second episode. Uh, we still have to do our classic pay-per-view review. I don't know if we'll do that. Maybe we'll do that on Thursday. And then um, next week we'll talk about, you know, we'll be doing Crown Jewel and, and some other things. So uh, stay tuned for that. But as always, we appreciate you here on a Monday night. You'll probably be watching, uh, listening to this on Tuesday. Uh, so stay tuned. But we appreciate you. You all have a good night. And uh, enjoy Monday Night Raw. <laughs>